Welcome to Crab Takes and Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I am TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? Doing well today, man. Baseball is back, so we've got the birds back playing, and, and we have the draft back, man. One of my favorite times of the year. I know it's the off season, but man, there's just something about that NFL draft, baby. Yeah, it is mock draft season. We are just about three weeks away from the NFL draft. Like you said, today is the home opener for the Orioles. Unfortunately, took a tough loss today, but that's all right. They'll bounce back, set a record with like five straight games with 13 strikeouts or something like that. So not great, but uh, Trey Mancini made a nice, nice debut back at home uh, after his recovery from cancer. Yeah, that was to, awesome. We got to sweep the Red Sox at Fenway to, to open up the excuse me, open up the year. Um, it's it's another. It, it's just good to have baseball back. It's good to have fans back in the stands, mm-hmm. albeit a small number, but still, it's it's fun to see. So it, it's it's good to get back to some normalcy again. Yep, absolutely. Tomorrow we and, got and local kid. To that, let me ask you. I'm sorry to step over you there, but have you gotten your shot yet? I am actually going tomorrow afternoon for my first dose. Awesome. I got so, my J&J yeah. yesterday, so I only have right. one, one shot. Now, I will say I'm hoping, considering I live in Baltimore and went to Mercy Hospital downtown, I'm hoping it's not one of the ones that was mixed wrong in Baltimore. But, no, 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 uh, no, you know, no. I, I, I'm, I'm sure they, they, they made it fine. But regardless it was great one and done so far no arm pain i'm feeling pretty good it's been over 24 hours so you know all all is well with the j and j yeah if if the arm's feeling good maybe the birds can use you in the bullpen you know what that's a good call if only if only i was a lefty if only i was a lefty right yeah got, got, got a little hairy back there uh today but i was gonna say local kid bruce zimmerman making his second start of the season Shout out to Elkett City. Shout out to the Howard County Raiders for producing a major league product. Let's go, Bruce. And former Towson and, Tiger. Uh, yeah. Didn't so stay there cool. his entire college yes. career, but still former Towson Tiger. That's all right. That counts. Count it. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, yes, uh, it is mock draft season. Before we get into that, just want to do a really quick recap of free agency so far. A very frustrating time for Ravens fans looking for a wide receiver, but um, I think we went into it with the idea that we're probably not going to get one of the top guys, and and that's how it ended up shaking out. We added Sammy Watkins, who has you know a ton of experience. He has some outside ability, some inside ability, but I think the so far the the biggest addition that the Ravens made is not just the guys that we brought back, like Tyson Tyus Bowser, who I was. Really, really hoping we would bring back, and, and we brought back guys like Pernell McPhee, Anthony Levine, uh, LJ Fort. Uh, who am I missing here? Other other guys that we brought back. Uh, Wolf. Uh, oh, Derek you know. Wolf, absolutely. So that was nice, but I think the main uh, addition that I really like is the right guard, Kevin Zeitler, um, finally addresses that right guard position that, that posed – uh, a bigger issue last year than than we were hoping. So, you know, still some questions at center and left guard, maybe. Uh, you know, who, who fills those spots? But Zeitler, I think, is a huge addition on the offensive line. Oh, he is. I mean, Matt, he's one of the guys we talked about uh, in our, you know, free agency preview show as being someone the Ravens would be targeting, especially because he was a cut player. So, you know, he does not factor into the to the comp pick formula. And, you know, as we expected, the Ravens had him signed, sealed and delivered before free agency actually even started. So they, they Mm -hmm. were on it as we expected they would for not necessarily Zeitler in particular, but for certainly players of that ilk, good players that have been cut for salary cap purposes. I'm a little surprised they didn't do a little bit more of that, quite frankly, but obviously the market, you know, will bear what it bears. Um, and, and you know, one thing to keep in mind for all of the folks that are, are, are giving the Ravens a lot of crap right now, and, and, and I have to admit, some of it is frustrating because some of it's coming from people like the Jason Lock and Fours of the world that keep talking yeah. about, 
cash over cap and you can spend on this like okay yeah sure you can do that but you can only do that for so long until that starts to catch up to you i mean yep. at least my understanding of the cap not that it's major i'm sure jason lock and four knows more than me i'm not trying to say that yeah. but it seems to me that we've done that that before and gotten screwed over with all the cash over cap stuff you know you can only push mm-hmm. it out so far and yep. i don't want to see the ravens do that so on top of all that, there's also the Earl Thomas grievance that has not been fully, you know, completed yet. So there is cap implications from that as well. So there's a lot more to, to I think, meet to the eye with, with some of the moves that the Ravens maybe haven't made. Um, but certainly, like you said, the guys we've re-signed are great. I think Zeitler's a great move. You know, Sammy Watkins, look, we'll talk about the receiver position more as we do our mock, but, you know, sure. he's at least he's at least a nice veteran addition to the team. And, you know, we'll just have to see how the season goes. Hopefully we can keep him on a lower pitch count and keep him on the field and, be, and keep him productive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the consensus is if Sammy Watkins is a move in the wide receiver room, that's good. If he is the move, in the wide receiver room, that's a different story. Yeah. I think he's a nice piece to add. Um, like I said, he can do some work inside and outside. So that's nice. Uh, we also traded for Josh Oliver, a tight end with a lot of ton, like a ton of athletic ability. He just can't stay healthy with the, from the Jags. So that might be nice. Speaking of tight ends that we're getting back, maybe not a free agent, but Nick Boyle will be back in the fold. Um, Tavon Young will be back on the fold on the defense. You know, he's you know another guy that seems to have the injury bug. But oh, I mean, know. I'll be honest with you. He this is this is a big year for Tavon Young. I mean, I'm pretty sure he took a big pay cut uh, coming yeah. into this year. As I as I understand it, you know, he restructured as he probably should have to, to stay on the team. I yeah. really I really like Tavon Young. I would love to see him stay on the team. But he is really, I mean, this is a major year for him to perform and be healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this is going to be huge for him. Like I said, Nick Boyle coming back. So, you know, when, when the team got hot at the end of the regular season there and, and in Tennessee, you know, adding Nick Boyle back into the fold on that offense is going to be really nice, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know, a... You know, not a not a free agent, but getting somebody back that that you really yeah. value. Yeah, well, so that's I mean, really and nice to that too, end, so. Ronnie Stanley. I mean, how, how yeah. much better is I mean, our yeah, line again, when you know. have maybe mm-hmm. Orlando Brown at right tackle? Now, we'll, again, we'll talk about him probably a little bit more in our draft discussion, but um, you know, it, it it could be certainly a a much improved offensive line. I'm still majorly concerned about center. You know, obviously there's. You know, the the team seems to think they, uh, it seems to hint that they have plans, whether that's Bozeman, whether that's uh, Cologne Castillo or, or someone else on the roster, you know, um, that's definitely a big question mark. And, and I'm sure one, again, we'll talk about as we do the mock, you know, real quick before we, before we move on to other stuff, I, you know, as we were talking about the free agents that we re-signed, one, one thing or one comparison popped into my head. And that's Tyus Bowser and Bart Scott. Because if you mm. recall, we were able to re-sign Bart Scott. He was about to go to Cleveland, I think. And he ended up re-signing for like three years or something like that. And came back and, you know, ended up, you know, re-signing while in the bathroom at the Browns or something silly. <laughs> and then... Um, you know, ended up having three great years for the Ravens, really started to develop and then went on to the Jets. So, I mean, I, I think we have definitely that type of opportunity with the Tyus Bowser where we've seen we're seeing a player who's just starting to get it in the NFL. And, you know, maybe like, a, you know, it, it would be strong to say a Shaq Barrett. So I don't want to compare him that too much, but. You know, but still, those kind of a players that player that takes a, a few years to develop in the NFL and then suddenly pops. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who was the report about? They were talking to the Ravens in the bathroom. Was that Kenny Galladay? That's yeah, what that, that made me Galladay. think of. Yeah, that was Galladay. I think when he was with the, <laughs> the Giants or something. 
And they, I like, think they were making all that up. Oh, I think they were making all that up. There was so much gross. crap being talked about. I mean, it was just stupid. Some of the stuff yeah. on Twitter, it was laughable. The people that try to act like they're insiders. Um, yeah. It really, it, it's, it, it's an interesting uh, part of our society at this point. And interesting is very much in quotes. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, I don't know. Holly, anything else to add on free agency? I think. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think like everybody, you know, we're disappointed that more moves have been made, but the offseason is not over. I think I think as we lead up to the draft, we're really going to see a, a flurry of stuff going on. I mean, just to transition over the draft, let's talk about Orlando Brown for a minute. Um, you know, sure. obviously right tackle. You know, we'd have to have a plan in place before we trade Orlando Brown at this point. Um, but that said, I also don't see us trading Orlando Brown after the draft. You know, if we're trading Orlando Brown, it's going to be for this year's draft capital or or at least the bulk of the draft capital being this year, whether that be the highest pick or or whatever. You know, I don't see us trading Orlando Brown for a first rounder next year. For example, it's going to have to be, you know, something where we're to help us recoup his replacement. Now, that said, if we were going to go into the draft, we trade Orlando Brown for X number of picks. You you sign a Rick Wagner, you know, to be the competition tackle. And then and then from there, you know, you can you can sign a or not sign, but draft a younger player, maybe more of a swing player, what have you, that, you know, maybe they can play either guard or tackle, um, or maybe he competes with Tyree Phillips, whatever the case, but at least that gives you a little bit more of a sure thing going into the draft. So what are your thoughts on on Orlando? I think the more we see it, Orlando Brown's going to be, from my perspective at least, I see him in a Ravens uniform this year. Uh, I think one, the more we find out about this draft class, the more we find out about quality offensive linemen. And I think that makes it really tough, especially at the top of the draft in the first round for, for teams who are looking for a tackle to go after, you know, a first, like a rookie rather than a a third, fourth year guy. What is it? Orlando Brown's third year coming up, right? No, this would be his fourth year. Right. So his fourth year, you know, his contract's expiring. He's going to want a huge deal. Why would I not go get a highly regarded rookie tackle that, you know, I'll have in my, in my organization for the next four or five years. Um, So that's where I have a tough time seeing a trade because, you know, we're seeing so many moves being made for quarterbacks at the top that the tackles are going to fall a little bit. All the non-quarterback top guys are going to fall a little bit, whether it's, you know, Panay Sowell or you know, Rishon Slater or, you know, any of the other guys like Tevin Jenkins. So that's where I have a little bit of time, a tough time seeing somebody willing to trade for a fourth-year guy who's obviously established and very good and, and that has a ton of value in itself. But um, I don't I, you know, I just don't see it happening. And, and, you know, maybe it turns into like we talked about a little bit last time, trying to tag and trade him or just tagging him and, and letting him walk. But I think uh, this year, at least the way I see it, he, he's on the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, that's probably likely. I mean, from everything you read. Or not everything you read, but a couple things I've read, and and maybe I mean I, I go to bash Lock and Fora, and then I'm I'm probably talking about something he he may have said, but from what I understand, the compensation hasn't been an issue in some of the trade talks. Some of the issues oh, where okay. where things have broken down has been compensation for the player. So uh, on the other side, okay. Yeah. So he may want to break the bank and set records for a contract um, because he's now a Pro Bowl left tackle and young and everything else. And quite frankly, he may end up getting that next offseason. Mm-hmm. But 
the the cost I think of both trading and then signing is probably the issue. You know, so what what yeah. you'd have to see the Ravens target at that point would be a team with cap room and a team that with offensive line needs. So whether that's a team, I believe Carolina has some cap room. Yeah, that's um, the one you were mentioning to me earlier this week. And they seem like they would work, and I just yeah. I say yeah, that just, only because they're a team that seems to be in more of a win now mode. Mm-hmm. And they just made the trade would, for Sam Darnold. It, exactly. They just got Darnold, who's had a couple years in the league. Let's get him some good protection. They've got uh, what's his nose at running back. I mean, they've got weapons. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you DJ know, Moore, Anderson Maryland. Fanta- yeah, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson had a fantastic year last year. They've got some weapons. So, you give this kid some some protection it could be i mean they could have a bit of an offense especially when you look i'll tell at you what that, go ahead they had an awesome defensive draft last yeah, year they did and their defense got a lot did. better yeah so i mean they could make a couple moves now i'm not suggesting that they would trade you know orlando brown straight up for the number eight pick I, you know i think it would have to be now that said i think that's what we would want as far as part of the compensation back now we'd have to trade you know our first round pick and orlando brown to get the eighth um and i'm sure there'd be other picks involved maybe other players it would be a massive trade to move mm-hmm. up that far and, and include yeah. a player and all that mess but i mean you think about moves the Ravens could make and then get a weapon, whether that's one of the wide receivers, whether that's Kyle Pitts, who would, I'm sure he's going to end up with the Dolphins, but oh my God, he would be amazing in this offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, it, and, and look, I, I don't know that we'd want to, you know, blow our entire wad of picks and players to move up to eight. Like <laughs> that, That's not really a move the Ravens make. You know, let's be real. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's not typical trading, of the franchise. It's yeah. not typical. I I don't think they're going to go up there necessarily looking for a player. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is more of a scenario of okay, we just want fair value for Orlando Brown Jr. Um, so I I don't know. I it's it's wild speculation on my part. Obviously, I have no idea how that value would really play out between the eight pick and, and Brown and 27. But I, I think it's too intriguing not to think about, um, you know, and, and, and look, Carolina very well could just draft a left tackle with the eight pick, but, you know, considering they could trade for a left tackle and then add, you know, draft a pass rusher or a safety or a wide receiver or one of those players that we're looking at back at 27, you know, or straight up just go best player available. That's not a terrible option for the, for the Panthers, especially if they have cap room to burn. Yeah. I mean, have I talked to you into it? Are you now ready to make a trade? You're, 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 uh, you know, you're wearing me down for sure. I, uh, you're wearing me down. I, I can see it from the Panthers' point of view as well, in which, you know, they just made the trade for, for a quarterback, and, you know, a lot of people probably don't believe in Darnold, and, you know, they still have Teddy Bridgewater. But, you know, maybe they're just a piece or two away, and, and maybe maybe what Darnold needed is is just a change of scenery, and, and um, Matt Rule down in yeah, get away and, from that guy who is not and, an offensive you know, Adam guru. Gase, you know, it, maybe that's what Darnold needs, and who knows? So yeah. you know, they they, they do sorry, seem you, like you they're said Matt Rule. I meant Adam Gase, but yeah, that I mean that guy is not. I mean, you think about think about how much that guy um, clashed with uh, what's his nose, who's now in Tennessee. As their as a quarterback in Miami, and yeah, now look, and now yeah, look, look at Tannehill now, you know, Tannehill. And uh, thank you. Uh, I mean, so who's to say that Darnold isn't going to go down and suddenly figure it out? He was not bad two years ago. I mean, he wasn't like he didn't set the world on fire, but last last year he sucked. But two years ago, he was still a promising young quarterback. 
I mean, there's and he was what the number whatever pick in the draft, top five pick Three. in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like what he has uh, as a player, and I think the situation was just very not good for him. Yeah, it's the and Jets. he's you know he's not even maybe he's twenty four right now, twenty twenty five. He's still very young quarterback, so. You know, everybody develops at their own pace, I guess. Yeah, Absolutely. He's 23. And let's face he's it, the pressure Sorry. of being the New York Jets quarterback at 23 after two years. So think about it. It was the New York Jets quarterback at 21. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's young. Yeah, it's not easy. And now yeah. he gets to go down to Carolina where it's going to be easy street in comparison as far as handling the media and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to love that kid just because. You know, um, I anyway, we don't we don't have to make this the Panthers podcast, but it definitely it definitely seems to be a move that would be intriguing to me if I were a Panthers fan. Now, maybe as a Panthers fan, I'd say, screw it. I want to draft a good stud young left tackle. But, you know, if you've got the cap room to burn and you want to compete and win now, go make a move, you know. Um, So anyway. Enough of that. So are you ready to get yeah. started on this mock draft? Yes. And let's set uh, let's set, set the stage a little bit uh, on this mock draft. And with with some needs, we'll talk about the site we're using, the the settings we have in place, and uh, you know why, why don't you kick us off with with our sure. uh, mock draft setup here? Uh, sure. So we've got we're using Pro Football Focus. So for those of you out there that are using any of the mock draft simulators out on the web, that's the one we chose, you know, in our settings, you know, we're using a fast speed so we don't have to sit here forever. And and hopefully it it goes fairly quick as we talk about some things. You know, we kept pretty much all the other uh, settings generally the same. Um, For some reason, I'm changing that setting back to to mid-range for that draft for needs. But the only one we actually moved up a little bit was the public versus PFF board. We're just waiting the PFF team a little bit more than the public um, as we do that. So we're going to go ahead and go back through here and enter the draft. Um, yep. So we did this last year, and this year we have made some improvements to our process. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do the same thing that we tried to do last year for – each pick, you know, we, we don't have the uh, the premium version here. We are a budget shop, but um, that's true. That said, if any for, sponsors out there like Pro Football Focus would like to sponsor Crab Takes and Football, please do. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll uh, where can they reach you, TK, on Twitter? At it's so contagious uh, is, is my Twitter handle, and um, I'm very very. Ravens and Orioles focus on on my Twitter. So, Absolutely, and um, I'm on Twitter yeah. too. I never tweet really, but I'm Andrew D Holly at uh, or at Andrew D Holly. Oh, there you go. So. If any of you out there want to sponsor us, you can get in contact with uh, either of us, and we're happy to uh, take your money. So um, yeah. Anyway, go Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. So we tried to do this last year. What we will do is at each pick, we will name some of the potential picks. And we will weigh our options. And Holly is driving today, so he is playing the role of Eric DaCosta. He will have the final decision in his hands. So, and you will be with our, that, our Ozzie Newsome, would you say? Yes. Or, or, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, you'll yeah, be the, I'll the be sage Ozzie, person yeah. giving sage advice as we uh, go through each round here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll do that. And with that, the Jaguars are on the clock. If you click start draft. And here we go. So once it gets, it's rolling right along. So once it gets to us, we are now on the clock. Let's give a quick rundown of of where some of the notable players have fallen in the first round, just so you can see. Wow. Major, in my mind, major upset at uh, number one pick. Zach Wilson was the number one pick over Trevor Lawrence. Um, which yeah, I Trevor Lawrence don't see falls that happening. To second. But yeah, yeah falls, but those maybe they had a contract dispute. Maybe. Those might be the two first picks anyway, so it doesn't really matter to us which order they go in. 
Yeah, that's true. But but anyhow, so Kyle Pitts is off the board as we would have thought. Let's see, any any uh, surprises as we scroll down here of where uh, Rashad yeah, Bateman Rashad, went 17 yeah, to the Raiders. Ojalari went uh, 18 to the uh, Dolphins. Morig is off the board to the Colts at 21. Uh, Tevin Jenkins is off the board uh, at 25 to the Jags. Owe is off the board at 22 to the Titans. So let's talk about who we've got here. So we've got Elijah Moore, who they have ranked as their top wide receiver left on the board. Uh, we've still got uh, Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. We've got Terrence Marshall, or Terrace Marshall, excuse me, who's my wide receiver of choice if we go wide receiver. Dylan Raddins, I think is how you say his name, from North Dakota yeah. State. Beast. Uh, He's a Dillon, big boy. One of those edge players from Miami. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., the uh, cornerback from Florida State. David Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa. Elijah Vera Tucker, the tackle from USC. There are a whole lot of guys available. It is the first, our first-round pick. Gregory Russo is another guy out there, one of those edge players from Miami. So I know who I'm going to pick. You know who I'm going to pick. So I do. You tell me who you tell me either why I should go with the guy I'd want to pick or – why I should go with somebody else. Okay, so I know right off the bat that you're going to pick Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah. And I know why you're going to pick him. He's a big, fast wide receiver, high pedigree in the offense at, at LSU, you know, some a little bit hidden behind guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase on the national championship team. But while he was playing this season, you know, he did – put up some big numbers before opting out. So I know why you're going to pick him. He, he has the potential to be that big target that, you know, will go up and get it uh, for, for Lamar Jackson. I am going to make a case. Let, let me stop you right there a second, because there was one piece of evaluation that you wouldn't have known, but quite frankly, kind of put him over the top for me. You know, outside of Bateman, because I just don't think he'd be there. But I was watching an interview with him, and he was somewhere, like, in an airport or somewhere public. He had mm-hmm. a mask on. And okay. as he was talking – now, and it's just not that. It was as he was talking during the interview, the mask continued to go down below his nose. Right? Now, look, most people – me included, quite frankly. So don't, this is not necessarily a criticism. If I was on a professional interview and wanted to make sure I could breathe right, you know, all that stuff, I probably would have just said, screw it. I'm going to leave the mask down, uh, you know, below my nose and finish the interview. No, that's not what he did. After he, every time he finished speaking, he diligently adjusted the mask back. It's a little thing. It's a very little thing. It doesn't have anything to do with football. But it, it, I looked at it like this. There's attention to detail in, involved there. There's respect involved there. There's following you know, rules and standards and all that kind of stuff in there. And I know it's, it's a real little thing. But you, know, you and I were talking before, the, before we started recording about interview techniques and different mm-hmm. ways that, you know, when you're interviewing for a job. And let's be real. All of these interviews that these candidates have it, that are recorded, whether audio or video, and especially video, you know, and especially this year, after all the COVID stuff, they are looking at that stuff with a fine-tooth comb. And that is one little thing that I noticed that it truly impressed me. Now, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm blowing that out of proportion, but that was just – I just wanted to bring up that one thing that really impressed me. Um, you know, outside of all the obvious physical skills um, that, to me, make him the guy, that was like icing on the cake. You know, before talking about – Terrace Marshall Jr. I'm going to give you credit for even noticing something like that because it's something that bothers me in person. But I I don't think I would have ever looked at anything like that uh, for 
for an NFL draft prospect. And yeah, I mean, your uh, projection of that is, 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 you know, pretty astute, I think, Uh, you know, based on, based on what else I've read about him, you know, that lines up perfectly uh, with, with the kind of person that he is. So yeah, that's, that's really astute by you. So, so that's a great call. Um, So I'm not going to argue you too hard. Uh, on on Terrace Martin. No, but that's here at 27. Take, take that out of the equation. There are a lot of other good kids here on the draft floor. I mean, so yeah. let's. So talk so, to me about about why you wouldn't take Terrace Marshall. I, it's not that I wouldn't take him. Uh, what I would say, the one guy here that I would make the hardest argument for would be Jalen Phillips, the edge out of out of Miami. You know, we have a pretty good history of guys from Miami, if, if you if you recall, in our in our organization. Um, he's the edge. He he's an explosive athlete. I think talent-wise, probably a top half of the first round kind of guy uh, with his product with his productive ability and you know his his ability to grow uh, into the edge position. So that's who I would who I would uh, fight for the hardest, but I cannot blame you for taking Terrace Marshall Jr. here at twenty seven. So let's talk about Phillips a little bit because I I don't know a ton about him. Now I've read a, a little bit about you know some of these edge guys from from Miami. They seem to have stocked up on transfers. Is that a fair statement? Mm-hmm. So is Phillips Phillips is one of those guys, correct? Who was a transfer? Yeah, so he was at UCLA um, before Miami, and and was maybe not like awesome early on, but kind of just pieced everything together at Miami. Sure. And um, you know, he's he's can either play defensive end or that outside linebacker spot. He can he can do a little bit against the the run as well as the pass. And if you remember, even a guy like Terrell Suggs, he came into the league as like a pass rush specialist. But sure. by the time his career was over, he might be one of the best run defenders at the outside linebacker sure. spot ever. And of course, it's it's really unfair to make that comparison. But I think he uh, Phillips has quite a bit of ability to try to balance his game as well and be able to stay on the field for all three downs and and not just be a specialist kind of guy. So I think he can play inside, he can play outside and edge is, is a low key kind of need for the Ravens here because of the guys that, that we lost uh, with Judon and Yannick and Gakwe that I think adding a player of Phillips caliber at 27 uh, would be, would be a big time get because I, like I said, I think he is talented enough to go in the first half of the first round. You know, I, I do tend to agree with you in a lot of respects here. I mean, Phillips, from what I, I know, I'm not going to say I know a lot, as I, I said earlier, but he, he is intriguing. Both Phillips and Russo, you know, is even Collins, even Asante Samuel. Those are definitely some defenders that in, in any other year, I mm-hmm. would be all about taking, um, but you know the state of the core of wide receivers that we have, um, the state of the fact that we've got a young quarterback that we need to support in every way possible, and Terrence Marshall or Terrace, excuse me, I keep wanting to say Terrence with that N. He's going to have that issue his entire life, I'm afraid. But uh, Terrace, you know, he is. He just, to me, adds just that much more than anybody else on the board at this point. So, you know what? I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm going to go ahead and make the move. We just drafted Terry Jr. I'm a happy man, TK. The gavel strikes. You get your guy. You get your guy. I mean, he he ran the same 40. Now that I've got my guy, I'm going to give you a little bit more, you know, leeway on who we choose here. So don't worry, TK. You're going to have some All choices right. here. All right. Now, Let's okay, see. here we go. We are on the clock again at number 58. Let's talk about some of the notable players that that were picked before us here in the uh, second round. So uh, let's see. Landon, Landon Dickerson's gone. Yeah, Landon Boogie Dickerson's Basham is gone. gone. 
Russo's off the board early. Leatherwood's gone from Kentucky. Kadarius Tony. Um, you know, it's interesting to me, just as an aside, that Elijah Moore is football, pro football focus is number one wide receiver. And, or at least at that point, he still fell to the middle of the second round. But anyway, that's odd. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, it's interesting uh, how it works yeah, out. Eichenberg's off the board. The Joseph Osai is gone. Yeah, Osai is gone. Like you said, Landon Dickerson's gone. Marvin Wilson's gone. Diami Brown or Diami, however you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So, let's talk about who is on the board. Uh, pro pro yeah. Football Focus's top player available is Jamar Johnson. from safety. He's a safety from Indiana. I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm not going to pretend I do. I don't know that I'm going to go safety at this point. Um, yeah, me neither. You know, there's also uh, Quinn Minertz from Wisconsin Whitewater. He oh my is gosh. a center. Um, is he a good player? I have no idea. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, yeah. All of Twitter, like all of NFL Draft Twitter is in love with this dude. He is, is he our he second the, round pick? He was, it's not going to take me much to fall in love with him. I mean, he was at the Senior Bowl. He's a small school guy. He was dominant. Oh, is he uh, the kid that blew up the Senior Bowl? Okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I read a little bit about him. I know who you're talking about. I didn't realize he had blown up Twitter. That's fantastic. Oh, I mean, he's all over. People love him. I, I think every team in the league wants to draft this dude. Um, so, yeah. Give me a... Do we go center? Is that who you guy want? here... Because he has the ability to play guard as well. So, okay. I, I know we have a few guys like that already between Bozeman. Uh, uh, you know McCarty. what, though? You can't have enough. None of those guys have. I mean, Bozeman, as a left guard, is a solid player. So I don't mean to say that. He's certainly a starting guard in the NFL. But as far mm-hmm. as any of those other players, nobody else has solidified, solidified themselves in my mind in any way. I mean, even. even uh, McCarry, as much as I like him, I, I still think he's a swing, you know, backup guard at this point. You know, good good for stretches. I'm not sure if he's the guy I want to see start every day. So I'm yeah, I'm all about sure. taking So he's him he's there center. Yeah, the, the other guy to keep an eye on is Aleem McNeil out of uh NC State. He is essentially like a Brandon Williams carbon copy. Uh, okay. The guy down there that that I see now is Creed Humphrey, and yeah, he's made a lot of noise Creed in, in draft, draft talk. Um, so I mean, Jaylen there's a ton of really good there. guys. He's another player that I actually like a little bit. Um, and he and he plays tackle, so yeah, he would be uh, a right tackle replacement. So yeah, I, those those would be those would be my guys at, at this spot. The other guy. Uh, you know, if we're looking for an edge, and he's he's a little bit further down the list, is Joe Tryon from from Washington, uh, tested through the roof at his pro day, and, and I know there's all. So just to, just for some quick comparisons here, so Joe Tryon is currently ranked 82nd on Pro Football Focus's board, and of course we're picking at 58. So mm-hmm. not that that matters if if we if you really like the guy and you don't think he would make it to. To um, you know, our next pick, then obviously, you know, it's yeah, time he, to pull he's, the trigger. He's yeah, he's not going to make it down to one hundred and four for sure. But you know, so I, what I do think, you think? Um, would you like to go Joe Tryon, or would you rather stick with one of the offensive linemen up further that we've talked about, or even a Lean McNeil? Quite frankly, you know, I I do like the idea of uh, of a lineman here, uh, just a high pedigree lineman. Um, you know, to continue to to develop that front. So, are I, you going I'm tackle or are you mine. going center? My inclination would be to go tackle because just okay in just in the I event that we s- as much as I like, like center, I think mm-hmm. we can probably move Bozeman over um, if we need to. Um, yeah, you know, so not that not that that's necessarily our should should be our top priority. Um, as far as moving Bozeman over, but or first plan, I guess. But I would definitely be into a tackle. Now, yeah, our, I do. I do have a hard time ignoring Creed Humphrey there, though, because um, yeah, he's going to be gone real soon. Yeah. So, so uh, what, are you, what are you I'll, thinking? This is your pick. I'm going to let you make the call. It's my pick. I made the first one. 
Uh, give me Creed Humphrey. I Creed think, Humphrey uh, it is. We're yeah. Going the center from Oklahoma. I think so. And I we mean, like our players from Oklahoma, so that's all we right. We do like our, especially our offensive linemen. So I think Creed Humphrey in the second round would be a pretty good value for the Ravens. Um, all right. We are on the clock. Let's do a quick look down of some of the guys that are still out there. None of really the top players that we mentioned are, well, Brady Christensen's a tackle from BYU. Mm-hmm. He's still out there. Justin Hilliard, linebacker from Ohio State's on the board. Not that we necessarily need a linebacker, but he's there. Um, not seeing any other players that stand out to me necessarily as guys I have looked at. Is there anybody else here that uh, yeah, you, scroll, you know, scroll back up the last me. few picks here? I'm not yeah. seeing uh, seeing too many guys that I'm necessarily familiar with in round three that have come off the board between us. Or before us, excuse me. Uh, Davion Nixon uh, went at pick 94. He's a defensive lineman I'd be really interested in. He has the uh, ability to provide some interior pass rush, which is, you know, obviously always valuable. Um, you know, he's he's a really tough player. That I think uh, I think this Hamza Naz Ridley. Uh, I'm sure I man. say his name. He yeah. actually is a yeah. player I've liked quite a bit. I, I was yeah, yeah. He's the guy bit. I mentioned last podcast. He's he's my oh, favorite really? player in the draft. Gotcha. He is my favorite he's, player. Uh, in the draft. Yeah, he's picked by the Browns at, at pick. Man, oh man, I do I do love Nasrullah Dean and him. You know, next Amon, to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Giants yeah, earlier I mean, in the round. If the Browns get their hands on us, really, Dean, that's going to be really tough because mm. uh, they gra- they drafted Grant Delpit last year. Um, you know, they, right. their safeties are really good, but you know, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, let's see. Hunter so let's Long go. I mean, I think I think we probably are long have from to go Boston College by like. the, the board here. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a player or a position you like more than others? Part of me kind of likes going with Brady Christensen at tackle, uh, just to continue to bump up the offensive line. Um, is there another player that, that you like here? Let's see. I I do like Christensen. He had another really good pro day as well. Um, as we mentioned, Nesrilla Dean, safety is a need. For the Ravens, uh, yep. I believe just we have a couple safeties that are still here. Jamie Sherwood from Auburn is someone that's highly rated by Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple corners that looks like that are still out there. Um, you know, there are a couple wide receivers that are still rated fairly high here on the board. Josh Palmer from Tennessee, Kate Johnson from South Dakota State, Jalen Darden from North Texas. Again, I don't know about any of these guys, but they're they're rated highly by Pro Football Focus. Um, so if, if that certainly is an area, once the Ravens get to that point in the draft, we could see them go that if they're truly going best player available. Um, yep, if, but if you I, scroll you down know, a little bit too, sure. uh, there's a tight end out of Boston College that I think people should keep their eye on. His name is Hunter Long. Um, he is a guy that I think oh, the Ravens is. would be interested in. He uh, he's a guy that was used a lot. In, in Boston College's offense, which is nice to see. Um, sure. I think he's a guy that the Ravens would be interested in as like an interior receiver. Um, I'll tell oh, you one I... defensive back that I, I am truly intrigued and interested by for name value only is Rashad Wild Goose from yeah. Wisconsin. And is it yeah, Rashad another, another or Ray guy Chad? That, I almost hope it's Ray Chad. I'm assuming it's Rashad. But it's either Rashad. way, yeah, the yeah, fact he's, that his he's last another guy. Is wild goose. I he needs to be a Raven. I mean, to me, that says Raven all over. All right. I mean, I'm I'm down to pick him. He's he's uh he's a really talented guy that can play uh, in the slot corner spot. And and you know we talked about the. The huge year that it is for Tavon Young. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, that's that you'd want to pick him over Christensen? Well, I mean, he's going to be gone before our next pick. So, I, so, I mean, you'd I, rather I would take be, Wild Goose over Christensen? No, I, I think at this point the, the better value is Christensen, and then we, yeah. we better look at we better look at wide receiver soon. Uh, mean, otherwise, 
Well, uh, no, wide receiver, I mean, wide receiver. Otherwise, our, our our listeners are going to tune out because now we're in round four. Well, and, we took uh, we already took a wide receiver in uh, for our first. Oh round yeah, pick. we took Marshall. Okay, never mind. Yeah, what are you thinking, yeah. sir? You are. We, we've done know. too many mock drafts. We we, we have too many different too many. players in our head. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and drop Brady Christensen here uh, in the uh, third round. So let's let's, let's just go. Let's line, talk baby. about let's talk about our uh, our pick so far here. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's look at our analysis uh, now. Where okay, we're, we're we're kind of playing around here on uh, the website, and it's not really. So we've taken Terrence Marshall Jr. Our current picks. Yeah, we took Terrence Marshall Jr. with our first pick, uh, and then we took the center out of Oklahoma. Correct, Creed Humphrey. Uh, Creed Humphrey, thank My you. Guy. And then and we then with just, our third round pick, as you said, I'll let you finish it. Yep, third round pick, we took another offensive lineman, Brady Christensen from BYU, a guy that can play on the left or the right, which I think is really valuable depth to have because, you know, we don't want to be thin at the tackle spot. We saw how that can be an issue uh, last year. So, so already here in the first first three rounds of the draft, we've seen our uh, Eric DaCosta and Ozzy Newsome skillfully work through the board. We've deftly solved all of our holes now at wide receiver and offensive line with both the center and the tackle that we have drafted. So we're now moving on to round four. We are on the clock at pick 131. Players of note that are still on the board, and would you know it, Rashad Wild Goose, the man that we were just talking about, would not be on the board. Is still <laughs> there, there for us in the first He's round. So that could be he could be the guy. We've also got Trey Brown at Oklahoma. We've got Cade Johnson uh, to uh, feed TK's wide receiver need uh, from South Dakota State. Uh, Tommy Tremble, that's a good name. Uh, the Yo, wide, he's a beast. Me, tight end from Notre Dame. Uh, I think Cornell really like Powell him. from Clemson, who's a who's a player that I actually like quite a bit too, as a guy mm-hmm. that uh, you know kind of burst onto the scene late in his career, uh, but has all the measurables and some really interesting performance on top of it. Um, so where where do you see us going? Are we going DB, or are you going to go with one of those tight ends we talked about? So, if you look into Tommy Tremble, I think you'd like him a lot. Because, though he may not be exactly the same, uh, Notre Dame tended to use him in a similar way as Kyle Juszczyk. In oh, which they would line him... Oh, oh, speak to my heart to get... He, they would, he would line up all over the place, backfield, um, at, you know, split out wide in the slot. Um, along the offensive line, and, and he has a lot of flexibility in what he can do. Um, oh, from your mouth, uh, Eric, to cost his ears. Yeah. He, and, and, you know, Notre Dame, they do tend to turn out some solid uh, blockers. So, you know, he has that ability. He has the athleticism to be a pretty good receiver as well. Uh, so I do really like Tommy Tremble here. I know you would like an H-back kind of guy as well. Yeah, I'm all for I mean, I would, let's be real. I mean, Rashad Wild Goose is a great name. I have no real intrigue for him outside of that and wanting a DB. Tommy mm-hmm. Tremble, on the other hand, that's really intriguing to me. Now, like you said, though, too, Cornell Powell is an interesting guy. Yeah, um, he, he's another guy that can do a little players. bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, any other guys? Because we're also at this point in the draft. I mean, let's be real. We're at pick 131. There are going to be some widely differing rankings at this point in the draft. So mm-hmm. we can definitely scroll down here and see if there's anybody else that really jumps out at, at us that uh, maybe is still on the board that we want to go ahead and pull the trigger on. Is there anybody so, you're seeing that jumps out right now? Yeah, somebody that we just went by. A couple guys that we've that we've scrolled past at this point. Both wide receivers. In the in the event that we don't get a guy like Terrace Marshall early on, we should look for Amari Rogers. Um, you know, he's a not the biggest wide receiver, but he 
uh, is very sudden, very tough, very smart, detailed route runner. He is T. Martin's son. Um, so that certainly helps his Ooh, case. Oh, I forgot about um, that. That's right. That, that He's going to be an interesting pick. He might be a later Nico, pick for us. Nico Collins, I think, is going to be a guy that really turns out like Donovan Peoples-Jones, in which he, he is a better NFL receiver than he was at Michigan, just because Michigan's quarterback play was not that good. I think Dude, Nico I'll tell Collins, you what. Peoples-Jones is a guy I really liked last year coming out yeah, of the draft. And, and, and Nico Collins has a lot of really similar traits. You know, he's got that size. He has the typical, like, ex-wide receiver skill set. Uh, you know, he's got some deep speed. He's He's got, like I said, he's got the size. He's got the hands. He's going to be somebody to keep an eye on as well. And um, I thought we passed one more name. Maybe not. But, yeah, those are two wide receivers that are still on the board here that I think Ravens fans should be aware of. And if you scroll up, I think there was one more name in here. Robert Hainsey, another mid-round offensive lineman that, you know, if things go differently than they did in our mock draft here that we should keep an eye on. Tommy Tremble, like we like we mentioned. So there's a lot of really talented players in the middle rounds here that, uh, you know, the Ravens clean up in the middle rounds. And I think they're yeah. going to have a time of it here. Uh, this is where we find our pro bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. 131, one. 71 and 184 are going to be a gold mine for the Ravens, you know, obviously because they're better at this than we are. But uh, I'm with any of the names that we just talked about, I'd be comfortable with here. Uh, I know you would love an H back kind of guy. So, um, yeah, you know what? Is for Tommy Tremble. Without an absolute, absolute lock kind of DB that I really like here. I'm going Tommy Tremble. So here we are. We've got a full offensive, you know, load up in the draft, which I think is totally warranted considering we have Lamar Jackson. And you know what? The offense underperformed last year, despite despite as the the progress they did make in certain areas. Um, it was not what we wanted. So, you know, it's it's gonna have to get better. They need they need reinforcements. So while I want to see some better edge play and some safety depth, you know what? I like all these players we've added so far. Um, let's see here. Uh, so we're, we're on the clock now at pick 171. Um, so we've taken a wide receiver. We've taken two offensive linemen, interior, and a uh, tackle. And then we've taken a tight end. So... Do we have to go defense here? What's your mindset? Are you still looking best player available, depending on what we find? Um, I would tend to say best player available. I do think that def- maybe the best defensive player available okay. is going to be important to address as well. I, I would agree um, with you there. Now, looking at some guys that are are available here. I mean, let's look at Ed's right away. One guy, Malcolm Coots from uh, University of Buffalo. Um, I don't know much about him, but he looks like the highest rated edge player on the board. Uh, looks like I'm going to say Chris Tonga. I'm sure I butchered that first name, but uh, he's from BYU, a defensive interior uh, player. Um, you know, there, there are a couple corners on the board. You know, is there a position you want to try to target in on from what you're seeing here? Cha- Chauncey Goldson from Iowa. He's another edge player. Janarius Robinson from Florida State. Um, Jonathan Cooper, yeah, I, I edge think, from Ohio I, State. I think Janarius Robinson uh, from Florida State is a really underrated guy. Uh, you know, I see his PFF uh, average draft position is 201, and I know we're here at 177. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, 171. We're at 171. Now, average draft position is 201, but they also have him ranked as the 174th best player. So Yeah, and, and, yeah I, I really do like what I've read about Janarius Robinson. Him and, and, and Josh Kando are the two edges from Florida State that are draft eligible, and I believe Kando went earlier. Um, and I know about Kando because he was supposed to come to Maryland and I was very excited. And then at the last second, he, uh, went to Florida state, which was tough, but 
I do, you know, I do like what I've read about Janarius Robinson, and and I okay. do think that he has at this point is is a really good value as a as a edge pick uh, for the for the Ravens at this point in the draft. So, is he your favorite gonna, defender then on the board? If we go defender right now, I think he is. Uh, and All right, uh, then we're going to go ahead uh, and go. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Go, Janarius uh, Robinson in the fifth yeah, round. Address that. We address have our edge spot. Yeah, and now it looks absolutely. like we've got our final pick now in the sixth. Now round. we got one eighty-four. Right? Oh no, we got that's right. we have two picks in the yeah. fifth. Excuse me. Our two picks pick. here. Uh, I think it's so. Important. So in the same players we have on the board, we still have Coons yes. on the board, edge player. We still have Tonga on the board, the defensive interior, a couple corners. We've got a couple linebackers. Golston from Iowa is on the board. Uh, any any uh, preference on where we go here? I mean, I would I would probably tend to stick defense myself. Yeah, I, I think so. At this point, the guys that are left, um, I'm not as familiar with uh, because you know. Well, I just I'm going to be honest had... with you. I think we should just because we're people that don't really know enough of, of what we're talking about. I think you draft by need at this point. So sure. In my mind, I think we go with with a couple edge players. So, how about the highest rated edge right now? We've got Malcolm Koontz out of Buffalo. How does that sound? Um, sure. I mean, we we also have the corner from Elijah well, Griffin. Well, that's true. Elijah, Elijah, Griffin. Yeah, yep. I didn't butcher his name too. My gosh. Um, yeah, I think. So what do you think? A- I mean, would you rather go? I mean, he's the 146th rated player. So at this point. He would be a value if you trust the pro football focus rankings. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, drafting edges is is never an issue, and you know, one of them's got to pan out, right? Exactly. You would think Buffalo. You know, they they turn out some some they pretty have tough. Have turned out some some edge yeah. players. So yeah, I mean, we can go Coons. Why not? Let's go Coons. All right. Hopefully, and that's then not we're going Eric DeCosta's strategy. Is yeah, why not this guy? Hopefully yeah. they put a little bit more analysis into it. Hopefully, I would imagine they have. I would. <laughs> but look, this have. isn't this isn't our full time job, so yeah, it's not. And we wish it was, but it was not. Again, sponsors out there, if you like the show, we'll happily. Do yeah. Um. So uh, let's go. Let's see here. We're down to our last pick. It's uh, pick number two ten in the sixth round. Um. You know, anything uh, sticking out to you as a position you want to target? Because let's be real, that's kind of what we're looking at at this point in the draft. Yeah, the uh, we need to do something in the secondary. All right. Um, so we're safety corner position. Um, which uh, let's see. Well, do you want safety? Do you just want uh, DBs? Cornerbacks, what are you thinking? I think safety is probably our our biggest need. Not that we're going to necessarily find an impact player in the sixth round, but you never know. Let's see, we've got Jacoby Stevens from LSU. Uh, at least has a, some big school experience. Uh, uh, I like Trey Norwood from Oklahoma. He's mostly going to be an outside guy. Um. You know, he, he played corner. He played sort of corner. Play. Yeah, he played corner at Oklahoma. I guess for whatever reason, PFF sees him as a safety. But um, he played mostly outside. He he has like a, a pretty large frame, if I remember correctly. So he's he fits that um, big corner concept. Yeah, he's at the six foot one ninety four. Yeah. Right. So you know he's. He fits that kind of idea, that late round, big corner that the Ravens like. Um, he's not, from from what I've seen, he's not the most physical guy in the world. So a, a transition to safety, I think, is a little, you know, I don't, I don't know about questionable. That, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, what about, about Jacoby that, Stevens? Do you know much about him? I, I can't say I do. Otherwise, other than his name. I haven't I haven't looked into Stevens as much. The LSU safety that I would be more interested in is Jabril Cox, and he is maybe like a round two or round three guy. So he's he's yeah. long gone by now. Um, but well, let's look at corners. 
Yeah, let's yeah, see I mean, who's left mainly, on the board uh, corner. Yeah, let's see here. So let's see. We've got Mark Gilbert from Duke. Uh, pretty much everybody's around the. You know, there aren't any any guys that dropped. You know, based off the pro football focus rankings, most of these guys are all pretty much in line. Uh, for the most part, we've got Mark Gilbert from Duke, Shamar Joan Charles from Appalachian State, Marcelino Ball from Indiana, Diamador Lenoir from Oregon. Wow, that's a great name. Uh, <laughs> Nashon Wright from Oregon State, Darren Hall from San Diego State, Chris Wilcox, the uh, former Maryland star, uh, now playing cornerback at BYU. Oh, yeah, um, went back to get his eligibility. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, that's a real thing, right? Uh, yeah, that, that people do. Jo- anyway, Josh Bledsoe, Josh Bledsoe down there is an interesting name as an undrafted guy. You know, he can play safety and corner. You know, that's somebody to keep an eye on out of out of Missouri there. Um, North Carolina Central. Wow, let's go, Brian Mills. Nice yeah, good for him. See some of the small schools on there. That's right. cool. Yeah. So what do you I, think? I, do, do you like that safety we talked about earlier, or would you like? I do like corners? I do like Trey Norwood uh, a little bit um, in, in this spot. Okay, then let's I, go I ahead think, now. Yeah. For, for giggles, let's just look at defensive interior guys. So, so just for giggles, maybe there's a big fat guy that's really good, and you know what? Yeah, I'm not seeing check it out. So I'm not, you know, at least based off of the, you know, the. The draft rankings of Pro Football Focus. I'm not seeing anybody that would stand out to be better than than Norwood. Let's just double check here. Yeah. Well, wait. 224. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, it's just about. It's, it's around there. Everything's around yeah. there. So, what do you think? Are we going Norwood for that last pick? Yeah, I'll leave it up to you, DaCosta. Um, really good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the sage advice of my Ozzy Newsome because I'll be honest, I don't know anything about these guys. And I'm gonna he draft was, Trey Norwood, and uh, we're gonna go from there. So we'll let this draft play out a little bit and uh, see where we end up at the end. Um, maybe check out. I'm not sure if we'll be able to. How easy it'll be to check out some of the other teams in the division. But I guess we can do that. Overall, Pro Football Focus gives us a B minus uh, for all of our picks. So let's see. Yeah. Wow. Let's see, what was our Rebel. best pick? Yeah, the best pick was a combination. So three, three picks. Uh, Terrace Marshall got a B plus. Tommy Tremble got a B plus. Malcolm Kuntz got a B plus. Our uh, every everybody else got a C plus. So uh, for whatever that's worth. Uh, whatever so that's worth. Here, Full results. Do we want to check some of uh, the interesting picks here? If it even matters to see what the computer picked, it probably doesn't. Let's be real. Um, but any uh, see where anybody that we really like play? Who was that other safety from? Uh, was it LSU or Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah the Jabr- LSU Jabr- Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. He got picked at fifty-one by the Skins, or excuse me, the Washington Football Team. Um, Landon Dickerson was taken 52. That's right, right before we took Humphrey. Um, so Mayfield was taken a couple picks after we took Humphrey, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting how far Najee Harris has fall, fallen because, you know, he's like end of the second round. I, he's he's going to be picked before then, I think. Um yeah, I, I see him going in the second round. I, I think um, maybe late first round, I guess. I mean, he is he's just a beast, but the way that yeah. the NFL values running backs at this point is so confusing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't so, really see him going I don't really the know. top of the first round or something. But I yeah, I, I don't really know how to the play end it, of the first you know? round, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. So, All right, well. So I think this is a good draft. Here? I mean, I, 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 I like the, it. I, I if would be we, very happy with this draft. Yeah, we address needs. We we oftentimes drafted the best 
player available. We did double up at a couple spots along the offensive line. Uh, we had two picks, which is not the, that bad. You know, it really enhanced the competition in the interior between with, with drafting Creed Humphrey. You, you enhanced that competition between Bozeman, McCary, um, Powers, Bredesen. Uh, I mean, let's face it, even Zeitler. I mean, he's the, he's the well, yeah, and, and then, starter. But, I mean, if somebody comes into training camp and completely outperforms him, and you know Harbaugh's going to play the guy that's going to give us the best chance to win. Yeah. Um, and, and then we doubled up at edge. Right, right. And we yeah, doubled, doubled up at edge. And, and, and PFF really you know, liked made, that Malcolm Kuntz pick. Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> makes me want to look him to look into him a little bit more. I know Janarius Robinson, the website probably considered it a little bit of a reach, but I do think that he will go, you know, not earlier not than as late. Yeah, I think I think they're expecting him to go a little bit later than I think he's going to go. So, um, and uh, and then we also got to address the address the secondary uh, with with a guy who could possibly play safety more likely to play a little bit of corner. So, you know, it, it would be a well-rounded draft for the Ravens. Um, you know, you get offense, some some good value at defense. You know, they tend yeah. to score I mean, on I the defensive normally side. Normally, so. I think you can look at the first four picks and say, okay, these, you can see these guys being starters at some point. And then the mm-hmm. last three, hey, they're developmental. And, and right. then you see what happens. Um, yeah, usually, I think I think it's probably a tie real. for you. I think it's probably a tie for you for favorite picks between Terrace Marshall Jr. at 27 and uh, Tommy Tremble at 131. I both think guys that, that yeah, two of our best picks according to Pro Football Focus. How about that? Yeah, not bad. Very insightful right, well, draft by you here. Thank you. I'm impressed, Holly. I, I you know, it, it's all about <laughs> uh, you know, finding those little things in people's character, right, PK? Yeah, pulling up your mask. Not a, not a small Absolutely. Deal. It's, it's, it's still important. Things. It's the little things, man. Little things. Mm-hmm. But hey. Well, I, I think we should probably call it a day. We, we have had a little bit of a long and rambling podcast today. But we certainly appreciate everybody that stuck with us through the process to see who we were able to pick and go through everything. I think this was a fun, uh, fun exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can try one more time uh, before the draft and see how things i think we should i think one more fall. between before the uh before the big day i think we'll do one more with a little bit more i think research on everybody's end and understanding of where we think guys are going to go and what the ravens might do in that first round and all that good stuff so it should be mm-hmm. a, a, an exciting couple weeks yeah absolutely i hope i hope you guys enjoy this this kind of podcast getting our getting our thoughts on several different guys um so Holly, if you if you want to sign us off, yeah, we well, be everybody, good to go. again, look, thanks for bearing with us. As as we said, I know this might have been a little rambling, rambling at times, but we hope you loved it. I think we both had a good time, and and this is definitely one of the the things about the NFL that I love most with the draft, and we hope you loved it too. So keep tuning in to Crab Picks and Football as we continue our draft coverage over the next couple weeks leading up to draft day. Let's go Ravens.